This is literally everything, 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 everything. It's time to cut off all communication with the outside world, dust off your old VCR, and gather your collection of mixtapes. Then tease those bangs, put on your favorite pair of leg warmers. The nostalgia bug is bitten, and we're here to scratch the itch. I'm Erin. I'm Odell. It's time to go back where we belong. Welcome to episode two of Back Where We Belong, the little show about growing up Gen X. Just a little show. It's a good time. It's a tiny one. It was a good time to be alive. I think it was a good time to be alive because we were young and stupid and naive we didn't we didn't know what was going on in the world yeah we were much more i mean i think much more sheltered than we are today for sure sure. kids know everything right now yeah we didn't have access to the internet so whatever mom and dad said was right and wrong and what was the truth and that's what we believed yeah yeah so today aaron's going to take us back to december of 1985 and later we'll be later we'll be discussing the movie clue i don't know why that was hard to get out (laughs) (laughs) that's what she said oh (laughs) nice so how old were you in 1985 i was seven years old so i was in first grade i was in nine yeah i was 13 this was my beginning of eighth grade so i was halfway through my eighth grade year one of the worst years ever (laughs) <laughs> like seventh through 10th grade was like the worst. Those, my youngest is in seventh grade right now. And, and it's pretty, <laughs> it's rough. It is rough. Yeah. Yeah. Junior high for me, sixth to ninth. Cause I remember in ninth grade, I had zero friends. I went to a new district mm. and I ate lunch by myself in the library. And I was so like, just alone. <laughs> um, I only had theater really, but like the, people in the like the show I was in it was all juniors and seniors and they didn't want to hang out with a little freshman right. so I was not I was not the popular one that is for sure uh, the awkwardness of our teen years but at least we had movies and music and books we had really good movies we and did. music we did even the bad movies were good yes and honestly I mean I feel like I was much less picky. Oh, yeah. Less pickier. I don't know what you would say. I was less pickier back then because I really, I don't remember any movies I saw when I was younger that I was like, Meh. Yeah. I always just enjoyed whatever I was seeing. Yep. And it's difficult for me now when I go back and rewatch some of those really awful movies to find them awful. Like I have to take yes. a step back because it immediately puts me back to when I was a kid. And I was in my happy place that I just, I got a movie. I had my own box of popcorn at home or bag of popcorn from the microwave. And it was just me and the characters because I had a very active imagination. So I could easily put myself in these characters shoes. Oh yeah. And just escape for a while. So when I watch them again now, I'm immediately back there. And if I have to take a step back and be like, you know, this is really bad, but I still love it. (laughs) They're all terrible. Yeah. I mean, honestly, and compared to now, there are some for sure that withstand the test of time. Oh, yeah. Today's movie being one of them, mm-hmm. I think for sure. So there are some that do, but they're few and far between from yeah. the 80s. They really are. Everything was so exaggerated in the 80s, which yes. made it more fun. Yes, I totally agree with you. That and the books back then mm-hmm. were just, I mean... If you listen to our other podcast before, why is everyone staring at us? We both shared a very deep, passionate love for Sweet Valley High. Yes. Some of those episodes were my favorite. Yes. I was re-listening to some of them a while ago and I was laughing so hard at the shit we forgave when we were in ki- when we were kids. <laughs> yes. Some things that were just I mean, I remember watching Luke and Laura on General Hospital in the 80s and like he rapes her right. and then they fall in love. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it was totally one of those fans. It's right. so psychotic. Yeah. But yes. We just we just, you know, we were clueless back then. Totally. 
So what, uh, what's the nostalgia trip we're going to go on today? Oh my gosh, it just makes me so happy. The first thing we're going to talk about is something that was introduced in 1985, and I remember this so well. Okay. And that's when Coca-Cola uh-huh. introduced New Coke. I do remember New do Coke. Do you remember that? Yep. And they introduced it, they described it as bolder. Can't even get through this. Bolder, rounder, and more harmonious. (laughs) With what? (laughs) I don't even know. I can't remember. I mean, I remember when it came out, and even at seven years old, I was like, why are they fucking around with like (laughs) Coke? Do you remember Clear Coke is delicious. Oh, God. (laughs) Why was anyone messing with it, Odell? I don't know. It was the 80s. There's no need. You don't need to touch it. Nope. It's fine. But yes, the clear Pepsi. I don't even know. Was that like their response to new Coke? I think it was. They're like, oh, they're, they're doing something. Yeah. We need to they're do something too. They're changing things up. Yep. Oh my God. And taste this. It's so much more harmonious. <laughs> I just remember that. What was that jingle about sharing a Coke? Oh God, I don't even remember. Do you remember that where it that was the big thing is like Coke bringing people together? Wasn't it like sharing a Coke still and a smile have or the, something like that? Yes, I think they still have that same advertisement. Yeah, share a Coke with, and then there's a name printed on the. There's the that's can what they have now, but yeah, it used to just be. God, I feel like I just remember that old school Coca Cola logo, mm-hmm. which I loved. Like, I wish they still had that where it's just like printed on the side in right. giant letters. Um, so everyone knew what you were drinking. <laughs> right. Red can right. is so, so recognizable. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes, that was amazing. Another thing that 1985 had, I mean, I feel like the mid 80s, like 85 to 87 were the best years of music in the 80s. Yes, for sure. I really believe For that. sure. I mean, 87, as we talked about last time on our podcast, that is my favorite year of music. We yeah. talked about that on Why Is Everyone Staring at Us? That is just, oh man, with things like, oh, what was that song? Lady in Red. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. <laughs> I think that's when In Your Eyes came out. Mm-hmm. Like, God, it was just... The most romantic year. But let's talk about the top 10 songs that were released in December of 1985. Because Clue actually came out December 13th. Mm -hmm. So that week, here are the top 10 songs. Okay. Man, they're good. Broken Wings by Mr. Mister. Mm -hmm. Separate Lives by Phil Collins and Marilyn Martin. And Broken Wing was number one? That was number one. Okay. December 13th, 1985. Mm-hmm. And then Say You, Say Me. By Say Mr. It for Always. Yeah, by Mr. <laughs> Lionel Richie. Here's one of my favorites. My girl wants to party all the time. I party. love that song so much. I bless Loved you, Eddie it. Murphy, for introducing us to that. I had that cassette tape, Eddie Murphy's cassette tape. How, what else did he did, Were there any other there, songs It was from a full, it? yeah, it was a full album. Like any other singles that came out? I don't think so. I hope it was so. just that one. That is, oh my God. Eddie Murphy came out with an album. Right. Why? That's, that's the 80s. <laughs> that is the 80s. Did Mr. T ever come? I feel like who, there were others that came out with albums. No, I'm sure. Like everyone, Polly Shore? No, I said, oh, I'm sure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? That would be incredible. Um, okay. Uh, so Never by Heart. Love it. Such a good song. Mm-hmm. Election Day by Arcadia. I don't remember that one. I vaguely remember it. Hmm. One of my favorite songs of all time. I'm not even kidding. Better than the Breakfast Club song is Alive and Kicking by Simple Minds. Yeah, that's good. It is the background singers make that song. Uh It is so good. 
uh, Sleeping Bag by ZZ Top. I remember I that was one. Ne- were you a ZZ Top fan? I wasn't a huge ZZ Top fan, but there were people that I went to school with that were. So, you know, during mm. lunch, they'd play the boombox or whatever, and someone always had ZZ Top playing. And those were the days when you could bring the boombox. Mm-hmm. And Sit someone was playing with the boom, it. Boom box. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And then I Miss You by Climax. Who is I that? I do remember that song. Yeah. K-L-Y-M-A-X-X. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Hello. Then, oh, a great one. We Built This City. Yep. That's on our playlist. I put that on our, our playlist it's before so we started. so good. I love that song. Yep. Uh, if we were to make a mixtape. Mm-hmm. From this year, mm-hmm. what would you put on there? Out of those? Out of top 40. Top 40. So I picked a few. Okay. And Just I to make was... sure we don't cross over. Right. Okay. So you want me to pick first and then you have to pick something else? Or you I'll go pick with something first because I get to pick two, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my first one is, again, my favorite, one of my favorite songs, Alive and Kicking. Okay. Awesome. Absolutely. I choose never by heart. Because oh, it's one of the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one I chose. Oh, my God. I love it so much. And I mainly love it just because of The Office. We Belong by Pat Benatar. <laughs> I love that. We have a lot of Pat Benatar on ours because I picked Heartbreaker last week. And then I already had oh, yeah. um, Shadows of the Night. Oh, nice, nice, yes. nice. Yes. No, we belong. Do you remember that in the office episode? It was one of the Christmas episodes Mm -hmm. and they were doing karaoke and Kelly Kapoor (laughs) was singing and she was like, we belong together, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) So now when it comes on, my girls and I have to add the Ryan part at the end. I love it. Yeah. Don't forget to check out our playlists. They are on our website at backwherewebelong.com. And you can find links to download them on Apple Music or Spotify. Yes. Since we are in December of 1985, I'm going to tell you a couple of or like the top five toys, like Christmas toys right, that year right. were Cabbage Patch Kids. I feel like that was every year of the 80s. Yeah, I think that started like 84 or maybe even earlier, like 82. It started sooner than this, but it was still in 1985 was still the number one toy, probably because moms were done like killing each other. Right. I think this was the year. Trying to get the damn Cabbage Patch. That my sister might have actually got her first Cabbage Patch or maybe the year before. Because my mom, when they were first popular, she couldn't find one anywhere. That was affordable for us, so she made one for her. (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, 1985, this was actually considered like the height of the craze Mm -hmm. was 1985. I did get a Cabbage Patch doll. Oh, my God. Why didn't I keep it? I miss my Cabbage Patch. I think I may have had a couple. I know I had, but you got like the adoption thing with it, you know? And the signature on the butt. And the signature. Oh my God, I want a Cabbage Patch doll again. Another one uh, that, or the number two toy. You know what? Hold on a second. I'm going to ask you, what do you think was in the top five? Oh gosh, I don't know. Would you even have any idea? No, because everything just... Like mixes together. Yeah. Because I would think I was past, I definitely was past the point of getting toys for Christmas at that age. Yes. You know, my last like toys that I got were like the He Man Castle Gray School, but I think I was in maybe fifth grade or sixth grade when I got that. Yeah. Because after sixth grade, it was always music and clothes and like Walkmans and yes, records, cassettes, whatever. Well, number two, this is something I always stole from my brother because, you know, back then girls got the Cabbage Patch dolls Mm -hmm. and boys got, yes, and boys got the Transformers. Mm -hmm. I would go into my brother's room whenever he wasn't home and I would play with his Transformers because I (laughs) loved those things. Yeah. The number three one I didn't recognize. It was Pillow People. Does that sound at all familiar to you? Are those the things that you would like? You would roll them up? No, these were like, they're, they're like pillows and they would come with personalities and stories. Like you could read all, it's almost like a Cabbage Patch doll. 
but one okay. you could take to a sleepover and no one would steal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you might have had head lice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Put it in your exactly. dog. <laughs> so yeah, the n- number four, I had this, was the pogo ball. That was the oh, ball. Oh, I do remember that. that had, it was like blue on the top and the bottom was a ball. And then you had like a red disc around it. So it looked yes. kind of like Saturn. Yes, it looked like yeah. Saturn. And those were the hardest things to control if you had big feet you were good (laughs) i was like a size probably 13 like Mm -hmm. the little kid size back then things were so difficult i could not bounce on those at all number five was a skateboard because back to the future came out that year and was huge yeah and so everyone wanted a skateboard. I think that's when my brother, in fact, I know that's when my brother got his that had like neon wheels mm-hmm. um because neon was huge, of course, oh, yeah. and then he gave it he sold it to me for twenty dollars, which was so much <laughs> a few years later, and the first time I used it, I flew off it and scraped the whole side of my face on the concrete and then stayed inside for the next six weeks. It was during the summer. Because I said I look like Phantom of the Opera. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't you put on a mask when someone came to visit you? (laughs) Craig Tompkins came to visit me, my boyfriend, and I put on a mask. And I was just like, (laughs) you know, it's like the Phantom, whatever. (laughs) I had one of those glass drama masks. Uh, The other big ones that year were G.I. Joe, classic, Atari, hello. Yeah. Rainbow Bright. And of course, the Care Bears. I loved Rainbow Bright and I loved the Care Bears. Yeah, my sister and cousin got all of the Rainbow Brights. And my sisters both had Care Bears. I didn't get a Care Bear because I was a boy. Because you're a boy, you can't. No, you can't have a Care Bear. The one that I loved the most that year, though, was Teddy Ruxpin. Do you remember those? Creepy. Yeah, he was terribly creepy. His mouth and his eyes would move. (laughs) <laughs> as he read stories to you he had the you would put the cassette tape in the back of him mm-hmm. and then hit play and he would just be like like moving his eyes from side to side and then his mouth would be opening not with the words right but man i was like look at this technology <laughs> right did you have it Teddy? of course i did i love did he ever start talking to you in the middle of the night just randomly like when no. the battle no, he did not. I had a friend who had one and her started talking randomly in the middle of the night because the batteries were running low. Oh. So it was causing him to be like it was malfunctioning no. and scared the shit out of her. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. No, <laughs> I would have kicked it out of my room, especially once Child's Play came out. Did that come out like 87? Something like that. That was like later eighties. Late eighties. Yeah, no, my Teddy Ruxpin was very good to me. <laughs> Never did any of that. He just watched over me at McDonald's. If you got the Happy Meal, I remember these so well. You got the wacky glasses, drinking straws. I do remember those. Do you remember those? Yep. God, I loved those things. I mean, you could wear your glasses and then just put it in your drink. <laughs> it was so convenient. <laughs> Multifunctional straws. It really was. Now, were they sunglasses or just regular? Glasses? No, no, they were just like. I mean, they looked like the, like now the the kind of glasses you would get at Party City, that have okay. no like lens. Or <laughs> there's anything. no yeah. lens or anything. <laughs> Nothing to protect you. You just. But man, you were cool if you had a wacky glasses <laughs> drinking straw. <laughs> you were prepared for anything at the time. Now. Another thing that I always loved growing up was Mad Libs. Yes. Those were some of my favorite things. And those honestly helped me learn about nouns and (laughs) verbs and adjectives and all of that. Okay. Are you ready? We're going to do a Mad Lib. Okay. And it's kind of perfect because we're doing Clue. Mm -hmm. So this one is called Who's Who in Detention. Okay. So it's like totally the one that I would have used as a child. <laughs> right. um, even though I never went to detention. Let me just be clear about, oh, wait, no, I did. Never mind. But that wasn't until high school. <laughs> All right. I need a plural noun, Odell. A plural noun. Yes. Um, turds. Oh, I love <laughs> Okay. I need an adjective, please. 
Adjective, um, stinky. Okay. Like the turds. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So this is person in the room, male. So we're going to go ahead and put you. Okay. I mean, do you want to do that or you want to do Grizz? No, that's fine. You can put me. Okay. I'm My right. dog is. Yeah. Your dog's amazing. All right. Color. Purple. How did I know you were going to say that? Article of clothing. Underwear. Adjective. Um, busy. Oh, nice. Plural noun. Boobs. <laughs> Part of the body. Plural. Oh, wait. Let's go boobs. Boobs plural. on that one. Okay. And then the other one was a plural, plural noun. Plural noun. Forks. <laughs> Forks. Okay. Love that. A uh, person in the room, female. Go with you. I'll go and use myself. All right. Part of the body. Another one? Yeah. Wiener. Plural noun. Um, dogs. Okay. Another adjective. Explosive. Oh. A male celebrity. Bradley Cooper. Okay. And a noun. Elbow. Another adjective. Gaping. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> and then another part of the body, plural. Balls. <laughs> okay, are you ready? I'm ready. Who's who in detention? At my school, the same familiar turds show up in detention so often. It's like they have formed their own stinky exclusive club. Members include Odell with his long purple hair and his tight-fitting leather underwear. (laughs) (laughs) This dude is so ruggedly busy that the female forks in detention can't take their boobs off him. (laughs) Aaron, this girl has a really loud wiener. (laughs) And she knows how to use it. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she said. If she's not chewing gum and blowing dogs in class. (laughs) She's telling a teacher how mind-numbingly explosive her class is. (laughs) Then we have Bradley Cooper. Talented at elbow ball. (laughs) But prone to getting into trouble, this gaping athlete spends detention flexing and admiring his muscular balls. <laughs> Mad lips make me, oh, sorry. Mad lips make me so very happy. That was a good one. So very happy. <laughs> okay, so I did look for commercials. I did not find any that I recognized. Yeah. I don't know if I just didn't. At seven years old, I don't know how much time I spent in front of the TV right. to actually catch a commercial. And usually because we couldn't record things back then. So typically Mm -mm. when the commercial came on, that's when you went to go to the bathroom, refill your drink and get some more popcorn or whatever you were snacking on. And do you remember someone would be like, it's coming back. It's starting. It's starting. And you would like haul ass to get in front of the TV. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was my favorite. We don't have that anymore. No. Makes me so sad. I did do, um, I think I talked about this on the other one. I did an 80s week with the girls during COVID toward the Uh beginning. I did a different theme every week because we were so bored. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I did an 80s week and I had a TV schedule. And so from noon to one was the office. Uh And there was one day they came down at like 1.30, 1.45. And they were like, can we watch the office? I said, oh, no, 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 no. That's already been on. (laughs) (laughs) No, now we have, if you want something at 1.30, you can watch an episode of Parks and Rec. That's all that's on. What? Sorry, this was, you missed your show. You missed your show. Nothing we can do about it. Right. All right. That's what I have for our little trip down memory lane in December 1985, right around Christmas. All righty. Well, let's take a break, then we'll come back and talk about the movie. Black male victims are invited to an isolated mansion by a man who knows a dark secret from each of their pasts. On arrival, 
Each is given a pseudonym before being introduced to the blackmailer. Each is handed a weapon, at which point the lights are switched off and the blackmailer is killed. Can the guests uncover the murderer before they all become victims? 1985. Clue. One of the best movies and one that, I mean, does, like it is as good now as it was in 1985. It was a lot of fun. I hadn't watched it in years. Really? And I watched it again last night. Yeah. And I was like, why haven't I watched this again? Because it's so fun. I showed it to my girls. They are tough critics when it comes to 80s movies. Mm -hmm. They will tell me immediately, this is terrible. Right. And that's how I know, okay, I'm totally basing this on nostalgia. That movie, they've watched multiple times. They think it's incredible. Yeah. So that makes me really happy because, again, they are really tough. This movie was like star-studded cast. Mm Mm-hmm. It had, well, first of all, it was released December 13th, 1985. So right before the Christmas season. And how smart is that? Because the game was released in like 1947. So it was like this resurgence of the game, like perfect marketing. Yes. And I don't know many, have there been a bunch of movies that were based, like Jumanji, I think was based on the game. Uh, Mm -hmm. When it came out with Robin Williams and Kirsten Dunst and all that. Right. So I think that was based on the game, but that was not a popular thing. No. This is a whole movie based on a board game Mm -hmm. where every single single time you play it, it's different, which the movie really captured with their multiple endings. Mm -hmm. So it was directed by Jonathan Lynn, who also directed My Cousin Vinny. Okay, I thought you were going to say he directed your cousin. I was like, and what? Directed my cousin in... (laughs) And which cousin? Yeah, no, he didn't. And then it was written by John Landis, who also wrote The Blues Brothers. Okay. Um, So very funny people. Like, it was Mm -hmm. kind of perfect. So who starred in it? Let me tell you. First, there was Eileen Brennan. She starred starred as Mrs. Peacock. She also was in Private Benjamin. Do you remember that movie? I do. With Goldie Hawn. I loved that movie. That was funny. Then we have one of my favorites, Tim Curry as Wadsworth. Love him. Absolutely love Tim Curry. He's incredible. He's also from Rocky Horror Picture Show, Home Alone 2, Um, Annie. He played Mm -hmm. Rooster. Best part in it. God, he's done a million things. Oh, God. He was Pennywise in the the original movie. Oh, Lord. Then we have Madeline Kahn, brilliant. Love her. Madeline Kahn as Mrs. White. She was also in Young Frankenstein. We have Christopher Lloyd as Professor Plum from Back to the Future that also released that same year. Mm -hmm. We have Michael McKeon from This is Spinal Tap as Mr. Green. And he was also recently in uh, Better Call Saul. Mm. So then we have as... Colonel Mustard, we have Martin Mull, who is also in Mr. Mom. Love that movie. Oh, God, I haven't seen that since I was I a kid. I haven't seen it in ages. <laughs> Leslie Ann Warren was Miss Scarlet. Now, I knew her from fairy tale theater, The Twelve Dancing Princesses, and but a lot of people know her from Victor Victoria. I remember her from One Night in Heaven with Christopher Atkins, where she's this unhappily married woman who has an affair with Christopher Atkins, who is a stripper. <gasps> And they show his oh. wiener. <laughs> what? What is this called? One Night in Heaven. Oh, hello. Isn't Christopher Atkins, is he from Blue Lagoon? Yes, the and guy? the pirate movie. Uh, all right. Overall thoughts and discussion. I think it's amazing. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. A lot of funny, quotable lines. Yes. That I don't think I picked up or I don't remember. The only one that stands out to me is this is war, Peacock, because this is war, Peacock. That's the one thing that pops into my mind every time I (laughs) hear about this movie. But another one (laughs) had me laughing so much last night was when Mrs. Peacock says she needs to use the restroom and Yvette, the maid, says it's just down the hall. She says down the hall. And then Yvette goes. Wee oui, wee, oui, madame. And she says, no, I just want to powder my nose. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, then, of course, there's Madeline Kahn with flames. Flames? 
Bernie breaking (laughs) to describe. (laughs) And it's funny because she actually improvised that part, which is like one of her most famous moments. Right. So in this movie, there are so many hijinks that happen. I remember learning from it. You know, when I think it's who is it that's like, is there someone hugging themselves? I can't. There was Mrs. White when they were trying to hide the bodies and she was like, had, I think, Mr. Body on her and was trying to like was scratching his back up and down. She had. Yeah. Like one of his hands running, yeah. running through her hair. And then we had the, uh, the cook who was dead. Yes. You had Colonel Mustard holding her up in the corner but then mrs yes that's what it was with her arms rubbing his back oh my god (laughs) that whole section i loved the whole section where they drew the straws to or matchsticks to go um to the different floors i loved yvette and poor mr green trying to go upstairs to the attic i loved mr green saying that his big man this is a time stamp his big secret was that he was homosexual right and that's one thing that I, I found because as soon as he admitted it, was it who was sitting on the couch next to him? Was it Professor Plum? I think it was Plum, Professor Plum. And he yeah. immediately stood up and walked away yes. like he was going to do yes. something to him. I was like, oh, yep, that's the 80s for you. That is totally the 80s because I remember watching it being like, oh, oh, my gosh, it was ridiculous. And when you're sheltered, I mean, luckily, it was uh, about a year or two after that that I started doing operas and I was exposed to more, mm-hmm. you know, homosexuals and found out, like, y'all aren't scary. Right. And <laughs> you're just kind of normal human beings. And I think, because I don't remember him saying that. And I think it's because he said, I'm a homosexual, because I didn't know what that meant. Because th- yeah. back in the day, I heard gay or more frequently right. the F slur was yes. what it was. For being so, when he said I'm a homosexual, it didn't it went completely over my head. I didn't realize it until didn't last register. night, like what the deal was there. Yeah, and I do love. I mean, like, or at the time, it's it is weird now because of that reaction, but it is truly a timestamp. Mm-hmm. But when at the end he was like, "I'm gonna go home and sleep with my wife," <laughs> right? You know, I remember that. finding that hysterical. But yeah, it was definitely. A timestamp. Mm-hmm. It was weird watching that part again. Yeah. But there were so many, all the screams that came out were actually Leslie Ann Warren. So, like, Yvette never actually, she recorded all oh, the okay. screams. Okay. Okay. I was like, I don't remember her screaming that much herself. But no, then, so it was all her screams, background. though. Okay. Got it. Got exactly. It. Now, what I love about this is that it had the different endings, just like the board game. Mm-hmm. You had a different outcome every time you played. Mm-hmm. This had our three different endings. One is where Mrs. Peacock is like behind the whole thing. Mm-hmm. One is where Miss Scarlet is the killer mm-hmm. and behind the whole thing. And then the other is kind of everyone played a part except Mr. Green. Right. Mm-hmm. Which one was your favorite ending? I think the final one where they said, because they kept saying, this is what could have happened. This yes. is also what could have happened. Here's what really happened. The actual ending where everyone was a part of it. Yes. Made more sense. I mean, it was fun going through how they laid out how it could have happened with the other I two. I loved those. But yeah, I yeah. feel like the one where everyone had a part in it made the most sense. Yeah. There was actually a fourth ending Mm. that was shot and everything where Wadsworth committed all the murders and he also poisoned everyone there with a slow acting toxin in their drinks. I think that would have been fun. That would have been really fun. But then he goes outside and he's killed by the dogs. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought that was pretty damn funny. That is funny. That would have been. And also in the Miss Peacock ending, they had originally had her going outside and being violently killed by bullets (laughs) by the car. (laughs) I'm glad they didn't do that because all of a sudden it would have turned into a different movie. Yeah. Yeah. um, Where you're kind of like, whoa, wait, I don't want the violent ending at all. 
Because I'm with you. My favorite ending was that last one where everyone had something except for Mr. Green. Because mm-hmm. when I watch this movie, I love Mr. Green. Yeah. And when he's like, I had to stop her from screaming <laughs> and like pushes up his glasses. And Michael McKeon, I think, is brilliant. And the, they're all they're all really good. So good. I love when they're at dinner and they're all slurping like Mrs. White and <laughs> On the um, soup. and it's all in different. And Professor Plum was the other one, right? Mm-hmm. Where they're just slurping in different ways on the soup. I didn't catch the first time I saw it. All of the true like sexual harassment. Oh, yeah. Of Yvette. Mm-hmm. Never caught on to that. But that was so prevalent back then. Was so again total timestamp of the eighties. Yep. It really like is. like last week when we talked about the panty across the little girl's chest. It's like yes, didn't even register that we're sexualizing teenagers here. If you saw it back then, it didn't register. Mm-hmm. Me now <laughs> immediately <laughs> registered. Yeah. Also, one little tidbit that I found interesting was that Carrie Fisher was originally cast as Miss Scarlet. Really, I can see her. Yes, playing that. I could totally see her. Yeah. There were a lot of people in all these parts that was considered. I mean, it's such a wide range of personalities mm-hmm. in these characters. And they're all so, I mean, this is a true ensemble piece. Oh, yeah. You know, they're all so, I mean, you could easily pack it with stars yeah. and have each of them shine equally. So who else was considered? Do you have that? Do you know? I do. Hold on one second. Let me, because I didn't write it out, but I had it right here. Um, for Yvette, Jennifer Jason Lee, Demi Moore, and Madonna. Oh wow. We're all considered for Yvette. Okay. Which I find very interesting. I don't know if I would have liked any of them in that part. Let's see. This was uh with Mrs. Peacock, Eileen Brennan. She had gone into rehab. She had just gotten out of rehab when she did this. Movie. Oh, interesting. Yes. The other one was John Cleese. He was thought about for Wadsworth, which I thought was pretty interesting just because okay. I feel, well, I guess back then John Cleese wasn't as old. Maybe he was around uh, Tim Curry's age, but he always has just seemed older. Yeah. In my mind. So, yeah, those were the big ones that had been considered that I thought were really interesting. So, let's. Here's what we're going to do, because I said that like all of these characters, you could have, I mean, it's such a wide range of personalities. You could easily remake it today, Mm -hmm. I think. And I am curious if you had to recast it, who would you put in these roles? So I'm going to call out a role. Okay. You tell me your pick and I'll tell you my pick. Okay. Ready? yeah, mm-hmm. first, so I, I cast it because I, I had several different thoughts about this because I right. thought if they were going to remake it today, remaking it as a fun, frivolous movie is totally okay. Right. But I'd almost like to see, like, what if they gave it a twist and made it, like, darker? Oh, I like that. Or what if they set it up so that you the twist at the end would be another twist is that it was taking place like in an insane asylum and it was people in the asylum who were taking on these personas. And so it was like oh, a I fractured kind of type of clue. Yeah. <gasps> but um, didn't go down that route. So I stuck with the fun frivolous. That's a really great idea though. Yeah. To do or it like to- in a prison oh, or like something that. like power goes out in the prison. They start playing a game. Yeah. And the people in the prison all take on the characters, which would add another movie. Yeah, would add another complexity to it. Because if it was a men's prison, then you have the men like the more Peacock and Scarlet. It's like a struggle between the big men and their bitches in prison, you know? Oh my God, I'm loving that. (laughs) That needs to be oh yes. Okay. Can you start can you start working on that? Yep, I'll work on it right now. Great. Okay, but with the fun, frivolous cast. Fun, frivolous cast. Let's go with Miss Scarlet. I chose Sofia Vergara. I'm trying to give some color, some flavor to this because it was totally white. It was very white. I am doing the same thing. I would put uh, Zoe Saldana. Okay. 
can see I that. I think she's gorgeous. Yeah, because I thought in a darker version, we could go with like Gal Gadot or something, Wonder Woman. Yeah. Oh, she would actually be really good mm-hmm. too. All right, Colonel Mustard. I had Nick Offerman. <gasps> Love that one. I had John C. Riley. Okay, yep, I can see him doing it. I can totally see either of them doing it. That's a good one. Mr. Green. I had Neil Patrick Harris. I love that one. I had Bill Hader. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're like really good at casting things. I know. Mrs. White. I, I love my pick for this. Maya Rudolph. That would be amazing. <laughs> I had Aubrey Plaza. Yep. Yep. Either one of those would be incredible. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Peacock, I'm very proud of too. Me too. I had Kristen Wiig. I had thought about Kristen Wiig, um, but then I put down Jennifer Coolidge. Oh my gosh. She would be amazing. <laughs> Professor Plum. Tom Hiddleston. Oh, I like that. That's a good one. I put down Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Yes. And then Wadsworth. I had David Diggs. I love that. Yeah. I went with Oscar Isaac. Okay. I don't know how well he would do at comedy. Yeah. But I think it would be interesting to like see him in something else, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? Okay, let's go ahead and do oh, our trivia. You didn't. What? Uh, I had everybody cast. <laughs> I went down to Did like you? Oh. even the singing telegram. <laughs> Shut the front door. Okay, I only had those main ones. Okay. Okay, who did you have as the cook? As the cook, I put Leslie Jones. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and as Yvette. I wouldn't even try to improve upon that. Right. Yes, Yvette. Emma Stone. Perfect. Perfect. She could totally do the little French accent and everything. Yep. And what about, okay, singing telegram? Who did you have? I put Lady Gaga just because we would need like a big <laughs> character to just come in for that one little second. Do just a quick cameo. Yep. What about the FBI guy at the end? I had the chief. I had Seth Rogen. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that is fantastic. Um, Mr. Body. I had Pedro Pascal. Oh my God. Like he's yes. kind of like the guy of the moment. So we needed to put him yes. in as a random character that gets killed off. As... I love that. Well, then we couldn't have Oscar Isaac because people confuse them all the time. Right. Okay, go on. The motorist, I had yeah. Paul Rudd. Okay, perfect. <laughs> God, I forgot. What about the cop? I had Louis Guzman. Oh my God. I love these. <laughs> Yep. Oh my God. Yeah, I didn't do the rest. Poop. I should have because they're all just. Yes, I was why because I just did the main ones and I was like, oh no, we're going to cast the entire thing because it's not like a huge, huge. Right, right. Everyone. That is real. I want to see. There's a stage version of it that actually the alley just did. I or they're doing. Yeah, I did hear that. I really want to see the stage version. And don't they do several different endings? I would think so. I would think they would. I remember the show Mystery of Edwin Drood, where the audience voted on the ending. Yeah, and I think this is the same I would think it would be similar. And why am I thinking it's a musical? Am I a liar? I think you are a liar. Okay. I don't know that I'd want to see a musical like this. No, I feel like that would take you out of the... You know what I'm probably thinking is... Isn't the drowsy chaperone like a murder mystery that's a musical? Isn't a murder mystery? I thought oh, so. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I'm maybe. Well, and so is Mystery of Edwin Drood. <laughs> but I think you're making things up now. Probably. Yeah, that's not good. Okay. Let's do our trivia. Let's do it. Keep track because you're going to get all these wrong. So <laughs> we'll be see. ready. All right. What 1987 Nintendo video game? will give you 30 extra lives with the secret button code. Do you remember the secret button code? Because I did as soon as I saw it. I might. Was a soup. What, what, what year? This or was just 1987. Was it Super Mario Brothers? That's what I thought it was. It was not. It was Contra. Which uh, okay. I don't even remember. I don't remember playing. Do I know you, that there was I'll button codes you... for Super Mario Brothers. Yes, that you there were. Extra lives. And I you think get they were the, I think. I think they were the same code. I think so. Do you know what the code is? No, it was like B-B-A-A-B-A-B or something like that. <laughs> it was up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B-A, start. Okay. Those were, I remember that code as soon as I read it. Okay, you got that <laughs> wrong. 
What clothing brand promised when you put it on, something happens? (laughs) (laughs) I want to know what happens. Uh, Levi's? No, members only. Jackets. Oh, geez. I know, these are hard. Here's um, one thing I did in the 80s with spelling bees. Okay. I'm just going to give you a word. Word spell. That's it. Okay. It was the Bud Light mascot. Spuds McKenzie. Uh-huh. Spell it for me. Both words. S-P-U-D. Do they go with Z? Spuds you tell me. McKenzie. M-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E. They did not go with Z. And it was M-A-C. Okay. Do you know what's really sad? Is mm. my dad owned a liquor store in the 80s. <laughs> and when it closed, and it was probably around 87, 86, uh-huh. somewhere around there. Yeah, I think I was maybe eight years old. He gave me a neon beer sign of Spuds McKenzie. <laughs> so that I would hear the, <laughs> the hum of the beer sign. Um, in my room at eight years old, when friends would come nice. over, I'm like, it's Spuds. <laughs> All right. What Atari 2600 video game is often referred to as the worst game ever made and often credited for the demise of the Atari 2600 game system? I'm going to give you four. You tell okay. me which one. Pitfall, Raiders of the Lost Ark, E.T., Demon Attack. E.T. Yes. How do you, do you remember, <laughs> I remember that? reading that? I played the game. Did you? Was it really terrible? It was really boring. I mean, I finished it, which says something because I wasn't that great <laughs> at video games. And I finished that one. So to me, okay. it was amazing. Because right. I finished it, but <laughs> Right. For others, it would have been like, oh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Adam remembered that right away. Yeah. And he was like, oh, it's E.T. Yeah, I probably would have guessed it if you hadn't even read the. You think? Because mm-hmm. oh I played Pitfall too. I love Pitfall. That was a big one. I don't remember that. I'm not as up on the Atari as I was on Nintendo. That's when yeah. I got really interested because I loved Duck Hunt mm-hmm. and I loved the baseball game. I can still hear that. <laughs> they ran. Yeah, those and Super Mario's, of course. See, when Atari was big, we didn't have an Atari. All my friends, people I knew mm-hmm. had Ataris, but we got something else that just, you got, you played Pong and <gasps> something on it. So then when the Atari 5200 came out, which had better graphics, which weren't that oh great, but God. it was like color, we got the 2600 because it was cheaper then. Yes. And so we had that for years. And then I finally bought myself a Nintendo, but not until I was a junior or senior in high school. So what year was that? I was a senior. It would have been like 89. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My brother's best friend still has his Nintendo from like late 80s. Nice. Still has it. And it still works. Like they play Duck Hunt on it and stuff. I, I loved the sound of that. House. Really? Mm-hmm. I want to get that back. I want to get the Lego set that has the Nintendo and the TV. Have you seen that? No. It's a whole thing. And it has like the TV. You can crank it. It's Super Mario Brothers on it. You can <laughs> crank it to see Mario jumping up the steps. I love it. I really have to get it. All right. Final one. This is pretty easy. Okay. I'm going to be very disappointed if you don't get this. <laughs> what TV show featured the main character cobbling together a lie detector? Using a blood pressure pump and an alarm clock. MacGyver. Of course. (laughs) Of course it is. Love it. So there's your five. Those were hard, right? I know. You better be prepared next week. I just randomly grabbed a a card out of my deck, but I'm going to put some shit on it. I randomly grabbed these as well. And I I was like, damn. (laughs) I did. There There was one I put back that was just, it was ridiculous. It was like, well, I'm not going to just give them one. Well, um, now it's time to spin the wheel. Yay! Now I get to choose these, right? You get to choose what One out of the three? Yeah, one out of three. Okay. You already chose the years. We're looking at 1990 to 92, right? Uh, Yes, I think so. Yeah. 
Okay, so I'm shuffle, 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 and spinning for the first time. What's it going to be? We have <gasps> Sister Act. I love me some Sister Act. Okay, so okay. Sister Act is our first. Did you shuffle three times? I did. The last Boy Scout. Wasn't that with what Bruce Willis? Oh, I think you're right. And our third. Oh! <laughs> the hand that rocks the cradle. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. All right. Which one do I'm you going choose? With the hand that rocks the cradle. All right. God, I love I have not seen that movie. Probably in 20 years, at least. It's been a while for me because the last time I watched it was a rando. We'll talk about my experience. So see, this is one. I don't know if it holds up. I have no idea. I haven't seen it since college. Yeah. This will be a good good one. one. All right. So next week, we have Splash. And then the week after that, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. So if you want to catch up on the movies, be prepared to write in, send us your thoughts. On the movies that we've watched, you can, uh, I think our, what is our email? Backwherewebelongpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can just go to our website at backwherewebelong.com to access not only our playlist, but we have a contact page where you can leave us a voicemail or you can send us a message from there as well. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to tell all of your friends about us. Tell them to come join us. And that's it. Any final thoughts from you? Uh, no, no final thoughts. This was a lovely trip down memory lane. I love these things. Fun times. All right. We'll see you next week. We think we're traveling back to 1984 next week for Splash. So (gasps) we'll see you then. Have a good day. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Please be sure to tell all of your friends about us, especially any fellow Gen Xers. And don't forget to follow us on social media and your favorite podcast app. And be sure you're set to auto-download so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, leave us a five-star rating. Don't forget to visit BackWhereWeBelong.com to gain access to our ultimate playlists, pick up some merch, and do a deeper dive into all of our episodes. Thanks again. We'll see you next week. 